Hello and welcome to another episode of the FSA podcast. Today I want to tell you guys about my very first business venture in 2016. It was literally genius. Um, I don't know that it's been duplicated. I know it's not been done successfully. Uh, so if you stick around, if you listen, if you think you have the formula to make this business work, it is all yours. Just cash me in on the, the royalties there. Maybe loop me in on an email and I'd be happy to uh, offer some insight. But we could not make it work. It was a colossal failure. I want to tell you why. And then I want to tell you my three biggest takeaways that have helped me start C4F and make it successful, make it into what it is. Uh, learning from the, again, colossal failure of pre-pack monthly. That's it. That's the name, guys. Pre-pack for short. Uh, and it was a monthly subscription. So first off, before we even get into this whole, uh, this whole business venture. And I promise guys, it's a very entertaining story. There's a lot of lessons to be taken from this. And I think it's going to resonate with a lot of you in some different ways as well. But does anyone here take pre-workout? Uh, if you do, if you have a great one that you recommend, go ahead and shoot it over to me. I am all ears, but I haven't taken pre-workout for a long time. Um, I just like salt. <laughs> I just mix salt in uh, with whatever I eat before, before the gym. But this is the days where uh, Jack 3D, the original formula, NOS, uh, Super Pump, all of the like OG pre-workouts, like from like 2010 to 2016-ish, this is like the heyday for all of these things, right? And, uh, you know, what reminded me of pre-pack, by the way, was I, I haven't taken pre-workout in a very long time, but I decided to buy some the other day. It's 50 bucks, uh, 50 bucks for a tub. And it was awful. It was absolutely terrible. I took it. It sucked. Uh, I haven't even, I think I might have thrown it away. I, I haven't even gone back for another scoop. Um, made my body all tingly and my face felt like it was like static. I just didn't like it, right? But that's what sucks. You can't really return that. Uh, I'm out 50 bucks. Being out 50 bucks now is very different than it was being out 50 bucks in college when that $50 is your rent money or money towards rent, uh, your groceries, beer money on like dollar beer night down at the college bars, like 50 bucks went a long way in 2016. Uh, so anyway, it reminded me of pre-pack. So again, let's set the stage. 2016, pre-workouts are crushing it. Subscription boxes are crushing it. Okay, things like BarkBox, Dollar Shave Club. You guys remember these things? They were everywhere. Uh, there was makeup, jewelry. There was like, uh, what is it, like Stitch Fits or something like that. You could literally order clothes on subscription. It was like Amazon was, was obviously big back then, but like subscription boxes were like the thing, okay? So I thought, well, because at the time I had uh, a similar instance where I bought some pre-workout. It sucked. I was like, man, that sucks. I could sell it to a friend maybe. Um, but who's really in the secondary market for pre-workout. So I, this idea just clicked to me one day in college and I was like, you know what, what if I started a subscription service, right? For pre-workout where they don't just get one flavor. They get any flavors they want. They can go in, they can pick single serving packages of pre-workout where they can try different brands, different flavors. Um, well, they're, they're all single serving. So like you, you would have to order two if you wanted like a double serving, but different brands and flavors. I was like, why not try that? If it makes you feel like shit, if it makes you feel funny and static and, or if it doesn't do anything, just don't order it next time. It was genius. 
Like I know maybe some of you are thinking right now, like, Hey, that wouldn't be so bad. I know I was thinking it after I, uh, <laughs> after I bought that, that tub of pre-workout, I was like, man, if only pre-pack monthly would have done what I, what I thought it could do. And I want to tell you guys why it didn't here in just a moment, but imagine, you know, you just have a different pre-workout, different flavor. Um, what I would do when I did have it up and rolling is I would, uh, basically stack like I was like oh that's a leg day one this is a this one's really pumpy so that's what I'll do on like my arm day and I just had different pre-workouts that I use for all different lifts throughout the week after you know a couple months of doing it to just dial them in so how did we get it working well first thing we needed a box we needed to design a box I don't know that Canva was a thing um, I don't know that mentorships were a thing I mean 2016 wasn't that long ago but I didn't know anything I knew nothing. I didn't, I had to recreate a Facebook because I didn't think people were still on Facebook. Turns out it was still very, uh, very popular. So I had to recreate a Facebook. I didn't have any mentorship, no Canva, no Fiverr. All I had was, uh, Excel and that I was a nursing student at the time. So we didn't use Excel. I didn't know anything about Excel. So it was a lot of just like culture shock. It was totally 1000% different than anything um, that I'd ever done. I'd never sold anything. I'd never designed anything, marketed anything, branded. I, I didn't know how to do a start an LLC. So I'm sure a lot of you have been in that situation where, you know, you're a business owner now, but like getting started was like, holy smokes, it's a whole different way of thinking. Everything you do, every step you take, there's always friction. You always have to find a way around something. Nothing's just super easy, right? So that's how I felt, but we kept pushing through. And, and maybe some of you are wondering, why pre-workout? Why not protein? We got that question a lot. Uh, so the reason for pre-workout is you know if it worked or not immediately. Well, within 30 minutes. You know if the pre-workout worked. Protein, uh, at the time, I didn't think people cared as much about flavor. I thought they cared about results. So I didn't go towards the protein route because I'm like, how will you know if it worked? How will you know if it helped you build muscle if you're not taking that specific, pro you, you won't know where to contribute it to, where if you got a sick workout and you took this uh, pre-workout, you knew that that was what you wanted next month. In hindsight, if I was going to do this again, I'd probably go towards protein, but maybe still pre-workout, just diversify. But regardless, I wanted one thing to work first before we uh, branched out. So how did we get started? I went on a box website. I called a distributor, told her, you know, I wanted, I think it was like 1500 boxes made. Um, it was fairly expensive. It was, I think like $2,000 to get custom prints, get the boxes all shipped. I had them. They literally, uh, I think it was 1500 boxes, but they, they drove a semi to our college house in a residential area and unloaded all of these couple thousand boxes that I had to stuff in the basement. So that was interesting. Uh, the, the box was ugly as sin, but we were, we were deep into it, so we couldn't go back on that. Uh, and then we need a product. So this was my, my first, my first uh, intro into sales. So where do we get our product? Uh, the Arnold Classic was a really good place. We started networking immediately. Uh, we went there, we got t-shirts made, we spent some more money on t-shirts. We uh, basically just walked around to every single station. We talked to CEOs, we talked to uh, reps and, and managers and, and things like that. And just all day, just nonstop networking, which is terrifying 
terrifying just walking up and pitching a product to people a hundred times a day for a weekend and being denied, but also not being denied and getting a lot of cards and then following up with them, cold calling, emailing, texting, hitting them up on socials. I had email threads, fun fact, um, bucked, bucked up, uh, that, if you go onto their website to this day, which is hilarious, uh, I was in an email uh, back and forth. I could probably find the thread uh, with their vice president, and I told him the idea, what we wanted to do. All we wanted to do was buy their overstock inventory because they go to the Arnold and they hand these things out to everybody, but they don't hand them all out. So it's like, well, instead of instead of just taking a loss on those packets, sell them, recoup whatever your your cost is on those. And we're getting them for pennies on the dollar for whatever they paid to have, you know, to, to have them made. So it was a, it was a genius plan. Um, and bucked up, actually, their VP sent us a whole bunch of samples for literal pennies, right? But then a month later, I see on their website, they started doing, uh, I take full credit for this uh, to this day. So you can't tell me it wasn't my idea. Um, a month later, I actually saw their advertising and they started offering uh, stick packets to where you could actually go onto their website and choose different uh, variations of the different flavors from, from their, them specifically, which was terrifying because I was like, dang, they stole my idea. I was so upset. Looking, well, when we kind of evaluated the, uh, the, the, the situation, um, they couldn't offer what we offered. I say we. I had two partners, my, my college roommates at the time. So... Uh, they couldn't offer what we could because we could do all different brands where they could only do their brand, right? So that was one thing that kind of kept us alive. Uh, and again, we were buying these things for pennies on the dollar. Uh, we even got one, uh, we'll call it a donation. Uh, the company was Honey Badger. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with that company. They sent us like six or 800 samples, 800 samples, and I got them to do it for free. <laughs> Um, so it was a lot of wheeling and dealing, selling, marketing, all the different things. Um, but the one thing I didn't focus on, guys, and this is lesson number one, fulfillment. I did not focus on fulfillment. I was stoked. I had a million-dollar idea. I had the boxes. I had the product. My whole basement my whole basement was filled with shelves. We started setting up shelves everywhere, and then we bought these like plastic containers and then printed off labels. We just had labels of all of the uh, pre-workouts. And we had like a station set up with a long, um, a long countertop and we had a TV. We bought like a plasma TV at this time. We're rolling into like when I first became a nurse, if you're wondering where like the funding came from 2016 or 2017, I graduated from nursing school. So a lot of my first nursing paychecks went back into this business. We had like a plasma TV set up. We had it linked to a, uh, uh, a laptop and on the laptop you could see like the orders that had come in um, and I'll, I'll get into how that part worked but it was just an assembly line of us three just putting together custom um, custom boxes sealing them up shipping them off around the country it was pretty cool um, but it uh, was short-lived and I'll tell you why fulfillment is everything you can market and, and, and you can you can sell and you could do this or that, but if you don't have fulfillment, it will not work. Okay. Uh, by the way, the website we actually had a guy, a local guy that we called. He had like one review on Google. He actually showed up to our house. We told him the website we wanted to build. He actually built like custom coded a whole website where you could uh, drag and drop all the different pre workouts into a box, like an actual box on the screen, and it would fill up. 
And then when you were done, you just hit click, you know, you just checked out and then boom, and then it set the subscription for you. So every single month you could choose whether you wanted uh, 15, 20 or 30 servings of pre-workout. And that would be like how big your box was. And then you could choose is like whatever quantities you wanted of any, uh, any flavor, any brand, anything. And then it would just come every month. And if you didn't read, like if you didn't edit it or adjust it for the next month, then it was just kind of like, um, it was chef's choice, which is where we would just clear out our older inventory or our, um, yeah, whatever wasn't moving off the shelves. That's what we would, that was our chance to kind of clear out that inventory. So it sounds like it was functioning, um, but it just wasn't. Uh, putting it together, all three of us, there was a lot of manpower building these boxes, um, mistakes being made, things like that. We didn't have time. Uh, all three of us were nurses. Uh, so 12-hour shifts, all of us night shift, wake up, you get a couple hours before your next shift to, to put all these boxes together, take them to the post office, ship them around the country. It was a fulfillment nightmare, just a nightmare. And to this day, I think had we been able to crack that part of it, and I'm sure there's a lot of different resources nowadays, uh, but had we nowadays, I mean, I, <laughs> you've got Fiverr to, to design the box that you can do for 20 bucks. Uh, you can go to probably a ton of different websites to actually have like boxes shipped to you for probably half the price. Um, yeah, it probably would not be a hard business now, which I'm, I'm somewhat tempted, uh, but really focused on on C4F here. But anyway, fulfillment was a disaster. Uh, over time, we started working less and less and less, and it was just more of a hassle to get these boxes out. Um, marketing was was difficult. Um, I was running, we were running like our own Facebook ads, knew nothing about Facebook ads at the time. Again, 2016, 2017, I knew nothing, didn't know about any mentorship. So all together, it fizzled out. Uh, we started losing customers because we were late um, shipping them. Uh, there were mistakes. It was just, it, it just wasn't a good functioning business. Like it was a great idea, not a good business. Uh, and it wasn't massively profitable. Well, that's a lie. It, it was profitable. Um, but we also, <laughs> our accounting uh, wasn't on point and we were paying ourselves uh, it, it, it wasn't good. Okay. So I want to tell you guys my three biggest takeaways from this colossal failure as a business. Uh, and one great ideas do not mean a thing. They mean nothing. You can have the greatest idea, this greatest concept, but if there's no practicality to it, if there's no, um, proof of concept, nobody's going to buy into it or they might buy in, but they're, they're, they're going to be skeptical. They're going to fall off relatively quickly when they see that things aren't going according to plan. So great ideas don't mean a freaking thing, okay? Fulfillment is everything. In your business, no different. If you are a, a shitty coach and you're not getting your clients any results at all, um, sooner or later, even if your your branding is immaculate, and I know a lot of coaches who have great branding in like the B2B world for business coaching and their fulfillment is a two thumbs down, and over time, people start to catch on. Um, and the, the same thing in, in fitness coaching. So you have to get results uh, for your, your clients, your customers. And if that part is missing, it doesn't matter how good you are at sales because sooner or later, people will start to catch on. It doesn't matter how great you are at branding or marketing or how great your emails are, your open rate. It does not matter 
if you are not producing good results. So that was the biggest lesson that I took away. Two, problem solving. Every single day we had a new problem. Um, whether it was, again, the um, putting the boxes together or it was a shipment was late, right? Or it was we're out of this inventory and we couldn't get a hold of this guy to resell us or they didn't have any stick packets made or single serving packets until the next event. So keep, keeping consistent inventory was uh, difficult. Um, tracking inventory was difficult because we were hand counting a lot of these things. So all the all of the tracking was a very, um, very challenging process to hand, um, literally hand count thousands of samples. Um, very, very difficult. Uh, the website, it had its bugs, um, working with two other business partners, uh, working a full-time job. It's just, again, problem solving nonstop. And what it did was it forced me to start thinking in a different way. You think, you know, people, uh, for, for any nurses out there listening, you think like a nurse when, uh, you're a nurse, you start thinking of like, what could be causing this, 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 right? Well, entrepreneurs think almost entirely different, right? You, it literally, I could feel my mind like expanding when I was faced with these problems every single day. And it forced me to one, be a little bit more patient because I'm like, dang it, man, it's nonstop. It's mountain after mountain after mountain. And, uh, that's normal. Unfortunately, that is that is pretty normal in the beginning of any business. Uh, nowadays, I have a lot more patience with the problems that we face um, because you just have to take it. You just have to take the approach of like, okay, what do we do next? What do we do next? How do we fix it? And when you have that mentality, you're going to go much further. Okay. And three, networking and sales. I think this is where probably I develop my love for sales. Uh, not in the beginning. Cold calling people is terrifying, especially cold calling executives and, and high-level people who run really, really successful um, you know, supplement businesses. I didn't know anything about the industry, and here I am cold calling these people on the phone, slamming deals, getting negotiating prices. I knew nothing, and I got burned a few times. Not burned, but I got... Uh, I, I, I learned my lesson a few times, like talking to some people who had been in the industry for a little while that just wouldn't budge. They're great negotiators, and I think, I think it made me a better negotiator over time. So, uh, and again, working down to get uh, the best possible price for something that they would have lost, you know, essentially lost money on anyway, giving them an opportunity to resell at cost was a, again, it was a cool thing for them. So, uh, and then the follow-ups, the emails, the, uh, again, the texts, the socials, everything of just constantly following up. Um, that was like my love for sales. I was like, wow, this is actually a lot of fun. I was like, am I even in the right field? Turns out I wasn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, hindsight of course is, is always 2020. So now th those are the big three lessons that I took from this. Um, but I think the biggest lesson of all, so bonus lesson number four is, you know, that, when, when, when that company failed, all of our friends and family knew about it. I told everybody we're going to be a seven-figure company. We're going to take over the industry. We're going to be the premier supplement distributor uh, for pre-workout. And things just kind of fizzled out quietly. I didn't really tell anyone that we were shutting it down when we finally did. Uh, I didn't really say anything to anyone um, other than, of course, our client, our, our customers. Uh, but friends and family tried to keep it as quiet as possible. Like maybe they'll forget that that was ever a thing. Uh, but they don't. <laughs> People are being polite and like, hey, Brent, how's, uh, how's prepack? Uh, well, we shut down. What? You guys were doing so well. It sounded like such a great idea. Well, it was. 
Um, but we just couldn't crack the code. So it was just having that conversation over and over and over. It was just like reopening this wound that I put everything into for, again, uh, probably a year and a half. So when I started C4F, I started C4F um, officially. I started taking calls in 2021. So I had five years to kind of sit on this. Um, you know, I went the corporate route, got my MBA, did the nursing thing for a little while. But I just kept coming back to I want to be a business owner. That, that feeling of overcoming constant uh, you know, adversity, problem solving, selling, building my own brand, doing my own thing, that was just constantly nagging in the back of my head every single day at work. But when I went to actually launch C4F, I was like, great, it's another awesome idea, Brent. Um, why don't you figure out the fulfillment aspect first? And that's what I did. I, I didn't open C4F, to, C4F up to the public for, I started in October of 2021. I didn't open it up till June of 2022. Um, so I don't know how many months that is. Several months, um, like eight months or something like that, uh, before I opened it up and actually started taking on clients. I wanted to be so 1,000% positive that before I sold anybody anything, I would have my fulfillment dialed in. So I was selling for other coaches, I was writing the script, I was building the process, writing the SOPs, doing the thing from October all the way to June. And that's when I took on my first client. And did I feel ready? Absolutely not, no. Uh, shout out to Josh for, uh, for taking a, a, a risk on me. Um, but I had a lot more than what I did for prepack. And that constant fear, again, that nagging feeling to start my own business was there. But then there was like that nagging fear of, dude, what if you screw up again? How are you going to explain this to everybody that you started another business and you failed again? And so I stayed off social media. Um, I didn't post on, so I, I didn't even have uh, from October to June. I didn't even have an Instagram. I didn't post anything about C4F. I'm like, I want 1000% certainty that before I tell anybody what I do for work, that I am going to be successful this time around. And that was a terrifying thing. Uh, but I didn't let it stop me. I did not let it stop me. I just, I wanted to be certain that fulfillment was there. And it was, and it still is. And that was the best thing about what we did is once the fulfillment was there, once we started bringing in clients and we started pumping out crazy results, more people started coming. I didn't have to market. I didn't have to sell C4F because the fulfillment was so good. We got so many referrals. We built a seven-figure business from June of 2022 to June of 2023, two months ago. We built, we did seven figures from the moment that we launched in June up until two months ago, one year, 99% on referrals, 99% <laughs> insane. And that's a testament to being really good at your craft. So if you produce excellent results, your clients are raving about you. You are going to grow your business faster and more efficiently than you could with any amount of great marketing and sales because because the proof is right there. Now, if you get good results and you have great marketing and sales, that's when you become a multi six and seven figure business. Okay. If you, if you rely only on referrals, um, again, we found this out, things started to slow down a little bit. And I was like, ah, oh, dang, uh, we got to get new eyes. And that's when we started running ads and doing all the different things that we're doing now, which is great. It's working wonderfully. You will hit that point in your business too, but seven figures can take, it took us a long ways. Okay. 
um, just getting good results and, and word of mouth and referrals. Um, so that's my lesson for you guys. Don't let prior failures stop you from doing something great. Had I let that get in my way, had I let it absolutely crush me, uh, when I started C4F, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd still be working as, um, I don't know, maybe an admin in like a hospital or something like that, but something that I did not want to do. So don't let prior failures stop you from doing what you want to do. And fulfillment is everything. Lock that in, and then you're going to have more confidence to sell your product. You're going to have more confidence in your branding. You're going to show up as a 100% more confident person when you know that you can produce great results. So I, go, I, I really hope, um, you know, maybe you guys got a good laugh at, at my, uh, my, my great idea, my failures. If you have any ideas on how to kick that back into gear, you are more than welcome. I'm gifting you my idea. Just kick me in on the royalties. Just CC me in the emails. That's all good. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but that is what I have for you guys. If you want to learn how to sell your business or your, your, your product, if you feel like you are producing great results and you just can't present that to your clients in the most effective way. Like, you know, you're a kick-ass coach, but when you're talking to prospects on the phone, they got money issues, they got spouse issues, they got timing issues, they got fear. And you're like, dude, I know for a fact that I could help you. Why aren't you buying? Why aren't you taking that step? That's where we come in, guys. So if you have any questions, as always, just reach out on any socials. Um, I, I answer questions for free all the time. There is no catch, okay? If you like the answer, if you like what we do, you just might get a lot more benefit from doing the full coaching program. That's fine, too. If you just have a question, fire it away. I'm not going to sell you into our program. All right, guys, all the best. Happy selling.